Welcome to the Spitballing Pod Best of Christmas Special. Could also be named the Best of Troy Christmas Special. But give this a listen, half an hour long, relive some of the Christmas specials that maybe you weren't listening to, maybe you tuned into the pod late. Hopefully you get some enjoyment from it and have a very Merry Christmas. Adios. When I, had to, when I worked at Primark in Cheltenham. What day is that? Boxing day? I think I had to work... I can't remember either. Like, I had to work Christmas Eve and then not Boxing Day or like one of the others. And then there's nothing wrong. You can work Christmas Eve. There's there's no issue with working Christmas Eve. What? Why is there? Why is there no issue with not working Christmas Eve? Because you're gonna finish at five o'clock latest at Primark. Okay. Yeah. Probably. So what? Why can't you work there on Christmas Eve? Most places are open Christmas Eve. Well, yeah, but then it's just nice to have it off, though, isn't well, it? It's nice to have it off, but it's nice to have every day off, but. Well, yeah, but it's it's got Christmas in front of it. But it's, it's not quite like day. you'd rather work Christmas Eve than Boxing Day. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So, so I, I think worked... I, I probably have worked Boxing Day at some point. Um, the worst one, before you say yours, the worst one I had to work New Year's Day once. Like Primark was open. Yeah, I always had to do that. Nowhere else was open in the city centre, and obviously <laughs> only three or <clears throat> four people came in. I think they shut the shop eventually, like halfway through the day. But uh, oh no, it was just after halfway through the day because I had a lunch break. I went on my lunch break and I couldn't go anywhere because everywhere was shut. <laughs> well, bring lunch with you. Well, interesting story. I did bring lunch to me once at Primark, but then I blew out the microwave. <laughs> and then, and then no, the, that needs more explanation. Then. Well, so I, well, I just bought in some pasta um, in one of those like Tupperware you get from like a Chinese or whatever. And you left the lid on. Um, possibly, yeah. I'm not sure. May have left the lid on, but then put it in anyway. Put the timer on. Went to sit down, wouldn't think of it, and then I looked looked round, and there was just smoke billowing out of the <laughs> out of the back of the microwave, and I was like, "What's this?" And I had to run to get like the senior manager, whoever was that was in the staff room, before stopping the microwave. No, I didn't stop the microwave. It was Would like that not being your first port of call to was, stop the microwave because no, it was covered in smoke. I can't describe how much I was scared it was going to blow up. So well, then, you're scared it's going to blow up, but not scared enough to turn the microwave off. No, because I had to go near it to turn it off. Turn the plug off. I couldn't get to the plug. Yes, you could. The smoke, anyway, the smoke wasn't stopping you getting to the plug. It, I couldn't describe how smoky it was. So then I went to get the manager. I was like, "Look, I think I've blown at the microwave. I think I've blown at the microwave." I was like, "What? <laughs> I look, you're going to have to come and see." So it was smoking. For ages. I like that. Even the manager was thought it was that much ridiculous <laughs> thought that you could have been that. <laughs> to blow up the microwave. So then, so then uh, he ran back in and then he opened all uh, at the windows and everything. But then it set off a fire alarm in the store, uh, which obviously caused chaos in the store. People had to go out and come back in. And then they they put, did a staff announcement. It's like, don't worry, there's not a fire. Sean's just blown up the microwave. <laughs> uh, they didn't do that like across the store. That would have been hilarious. They just did it internally. Um, but then, because it was so smoky, the smokes went into the air vents and then it just stunk of smoke in the whole store for the rest of the day. So that's why I never bought in lunch again. <laughs> well, maybe someone should have told you to take the lid off. Maybe, yeah. I also got um, I also got stuck in the lift in that Primark as well. It's the one in Cheltenham, by the way. 
Not the Gloucester one. Well, it probably would. They probably thought, if you, if we keep him in here, he can't blow up the new microwave. But again, with that one, it was like the... I don't know. I know you've you've obviously worked in a shop before, but it was like the the back goods office lift. lift, like the delivery The goods lift. lift. The goods lift, yeah. yeah. So the massive one. So I went in there, then it got stuck. And then I was like ringing the emergency bell or whatever for someone to know I was stuck in. <laughs> but then it just transferred me to a contact centre in Portsmouth <laughs> about... With people who deal with probably a similar job to yeah. yourself, it says f- f- facilities yeah. management. Um, but then, yeah, I was like, well, I'm stuck in a lift. It's like, what lift? So like, the one in Primark Cheltenham. So like, oh, that's not our lift. Sorry, mate. And I just hung <laughs> up. And I was stuck in the lift for another half hour until they let me out. It would have been all right if you had a lot of advert, a little catch up as, oh, chicken selects. <laughs> Maybe. But no, they were probably keeping you in there after what you'd done to the microwave. So yeah. how long did you stay at Primark after? doing that I imagine you weren't the most popular person um, I don't know well I, well I was there for like a year so it might have been possibly like halfway through so I don't know maybe Jeez. another six or months so but it was ridiculous like at the time because you know when you're younger and then your family kind of pressure you to get a job like part time yeah. wait sixth form but like I had, I had to pay five pound return bus ticket to get to Cheltenham and back every day and then I only worked for like four hours and then under 18, it's like yeah. 3.19 an hour. So I was basically making 10 quid for a shift, which is not worth it at all. But After being fired from a chippy. We don't talk about that. <laughs> so, that was just, That's one of the worst jobs so, you can ever have. So to talk about that, you you were fired from a chippy, moved on, blew up a microwave <laughs> <laughs> in Promark, left and then went to uni where I'm sure you did far worse than blowing up the microwave. <laughs> I, I did, yeah. But we can't talk about that either. No, um, probably for the best. The chippy one, though, that is one of the worst, one of the worst jobs you can do. Just out in the back of a chippy. Just, your, your clothes just stink of fish. What about if you're doing that on Christmas? Well, that, well, yeah, I had to work over Christmas for that one as well. <laughs> so I had to work on Boxing Day, I'm pretty sure, that one. And then Christmas Eve, even though you're saying that doesn't count. No. Well, I mean, it counts, but it's just not quite as bad as working other places. When I work Christmas Eve, uh, sorry, you got me going there. So, what, yeah, when I worked Christmas Eve at the co-op, I had to dress as Santa, um, beard and all. The trousers were massive. I wasn't such a pork about then, so they kept falling down, which isn't good when you got like kids trying to hug you and all sorts. Also, didn't know where the line was there because I mean, staff can see who I am, and so can customers who I serve every day. So. I don't know if it was weird. I didn't particularly want to hug anyone's kids. Like, that's not... I don't like hugging anyone at the best time, family or not. And so for them to... Kids to be running in and trying to, like, hug my legs and all sorts. Wasn't a fan of that. And very hot. But that's still quite quite a fun day at work. Boxing day. Working then. Everyone you serve says, Oh, how's your Christmas? It's like, oh, brilliant. I'm here serving you <laughs> for everything you want. What but, did you did you have to have to work? Because I know most places are closed on New Year's Day, but uh, like, what's your been with like New Year's? Well, their like their thinking was essentially that they put the young people working Christmas because they wanted the families to have Christmas off, and then they thought the young people would want New Year's off, so they gave you New Year's off. Okay. So at the worst, you'd be working maybe New Year's Eve, but not New Year's Day. They wouldn't have you working like Boxing Day and New Year's Day. But see, I think Christmas, I think Boxing Day I did, I think it was like 
five hours. They kind of split it between everyone. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't pleasant at all. New Year's, I think I worked New Year's Day once after going out New Year's Eve and felt horrific. I, uh, although I've never been like completely that bad until I know Rory. He, I think he mentioned this last week on the podcast. I'm not sure though. I went out with Rory once the first time I met him and he had a shift at his job uh, the day later and he had to, uh, in the middle of serving a customer, go under the till and throw up in the bin. <laughs> Jesus. And then just say, yeah, I'm going to have to get someone else to kind of finish <laughs> <laughs> finish serving you here. So I don't have anything that bad. Have, uh, you, ever, have you got? Have you ever had like a good New Year's Eve? Because you know, it's always, obviously it's the yeah. best. Jack's saying it depends where where he's working at the time. His LinkedIn looks like Yossi Ben Ayun's transfer history <laughs> of the early 2010s. <laughs> Shifting around settle. everywhere. Can settle. Well, did a Molson course, went to Heineken, now at Budweiser. Got to take where, where, you, where the wind takes Some you. Some of the things you say on here, I wouldn't be putting your place of work on there. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you see on, on Twitter LinkedIn, now where... The thing in on Twitter where uh, people just report like to the employers, and um, as we say, if, people, if someone messaged Jack's work, I don't know if you you're aware, he said Chilwell was Chelsea's most important player last. So <laughs> <laughs> if you know the type of person you're working with, here. Yeah. manager pulls him in, Jack up in the middle, wears something over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. um, so I actually had, I came across that when I had my first job at Curry's when I was like 16. And like Facebook on your phone was like the new big thing. We just got iPhones and everyone had it. I think I put, I, why would, does anyone want to come shopping at like seven o'clock on a boxing day? Cause we had to be in a boxing day. Like fuck off you wankers or something like that. <laughs> Someone's gone and printed it out and given it to my boss. <laughs> and I've, I've had a fucking sit down as well with him. How is that? A sit down like you're in the mafia. Yeah, literally. It's like, he's as fat as Tony Soprano as well, my old boss. <laughs> Jesus. I've, I've been going through in December watching some of the Christmas films that I hadn't seen so far. So I did watch Love Actually for the first time. Good film. Not sure it was one that should have been heralded quite so much. I'd um, agree. It's a great film. Hey, it's, it's a good <laughs> film. It wasn't very Christmassy. Snake doing um, the dirt on his missus. Ruining Matt, Christmas. That guy, that that kid, chasing through um, the airport for that. First of all, Liam Liam Neeson took a big risk when his son, who doesn't look like the most popular kid in school, (laughs) is saying he has a thing for the most popular girl in school. He's got to sit him down here and say, "Look, we've got to get things sorted early." There's levels to this game, son. You saw in in the in between, didn't you? Will's mum says to him. You don't go for those kinds of girls. <laughs> Boys like you don't go for girls like that. And that's what he should have said because he was building him up. Bringing him to the airport and saying chase him down could have gone a lot worse. I mean, you look at it as well and he hands the ticket and then runs through security again. It's like, <laughs> it, it, like the layout of this fictitious airport had my kind of like my brain not not quite liking it at all. I agree. Massive continuity error. I, yeah. I there, there was no secu- there was no security check at uh, at that point in the airport. Plus, she that, was the last. That wasn't my issue get... watching the film. Let me tell you. 
It was it was mine and Jack's. Post 9-11 as well, just come on. <laughs> what you've got to remember as well, she's the last person getting on her flight, right? And he's just done like an Olympic standard run to get there. And then he kind of gets dragged back through by security, followed by this girl. So what's she doing? Just left her family to go to America without her. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Just hold the plane. Hold the plane. Have you not <laughs> seen films? Films will never stop. Films will always stop a flight in the name of love. They will. That's that always. That's true. And they always. I mean, it's a bit. Good luck, Chuck. He has to buy a first-class seat just to get on there. Dollar word. <laughs> this kid didn't have to do that, but maybe Dane Cook didn't fancy the sprint. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the uh, the best friend scenario? You must have been outraged at that. Yeah, first of all, the cheek of it. Second of all, <laughs> she, she acknowledges that they've never spoken. He gets a few little placards out. <laughs> She's all over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree with her running out to give him a kiss after he's done the placards because that that's just giving him false hope and doing the day on her husband. Well, I was thinking. We're supposed to be rooting for him here, as the people watching the film. We're supposed it's, to be rooting for him. Exactly. And I had a bit of a moment. <laughs> Should we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like re- revered as this like big romantic thing. It's like he's done his mate filthy now. It's yeah. just inside. <laughs> he knows his mate pretty well by the fact that he banks on his mate just not being the one to open the door because his whole thing. If his mate opens the door and he stood there. Do you reckon he had a spare set of placards ready just in case? <laughs> what if he comes down and like, oh, fucking hell, love, you let all the eat out? And then, uh, halfway through, she's holding up this placard. Says she's perfect. What's this all about? <laughs> He's accused at the start of the film, isn't he, for having a thing for his mate? So I guess he'd have had to just run with it. This is true. I, I didn't realise how young Kira Knightley was at the time as well. We're talking like 17. She yeah. was in 17 in that, she? We do Surely. go way back as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure she was about 17. Very I'm just seeing something there was only like five years where they were claiming between the young kid and Kira Knightley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's only, well, you got to think, she's only in her 30s now. Yeah. You got a really great look at some early 2000s fashion there as well. It was very early noise, wasn't it? It was very yeah. She's well. she was eighteen when the when it was filmed, and the kid was thirteen. Right. He was a young developer. Hey, look, it's all above board. Yeah. Yeah. What a piece of work she is there. Almost makes me regret some of your actions. Anyway. I think I just started sick form at Ribston, and I just kind of started seeing this girl. And is it, we're talking like mid September. Um, you can probably see where it's going, yeah, but then you, yeah. it really doesn't go that way. Um, so <laughs> she invites me around to kind of meet family, meet um, parents and whatnot. And I was redoing year 12 because of, well, I was actually the was in year 12. So I was actually in the same year as her younger brother, um, who was also in year 12 and she was in year 13. Anyway, we, we we were in the same form and we barely spoke. And I don't think I've ever said a word to him, actually. And we turn up <laughs> at this house. And the whole family's in the living room. And we're talking mum, dad, brother, everyone. And they've got these two small two-seater sofas. And the dad's just kind of whistling a tune while I was, like, reading a paper. I thought, 
hang on, this is this is a bit off. And it's, you think it's like the usual, hi, how you doing upstairs, put a movie on or whatever. You, that's the way you think this is going. But no, it's, oh, did you want to come out and watch Elf? And I thought like, yeah, <laughs> funny, yeah, okay, let's go around. So I would then had to sit down wedged between her and her mum <laughs> mid-September and watch the whole of Elf with them, the whole family. <laughs> What? And I've, I've had like just I've never been able to watch Elf again, really, in the same in the same way. So if you can imagine me like across the room as Dad won't put the paper down, and he read the entire, but it took him the length of the film to read the paper. So this is what we're dealing with. These are the kind of people we're dealing with here. And then we've got this kid that's in my form that I've never spoken to. He's like really <laughs> quiet. And again, we didn't really speak then either. And I'm sat between this girl that I'm seeing and her mum. And like, God, I would be 17 again, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, oh Jesus. And then, like, was... la- later down the line, that's when Frozen Planet became a big thing when it first came out. And the girl asked me, how did they get the cameras to the other planet? And I was like, what are you on about? Thinking she's like pulling my leg a little bit. But oh no, she genuinely thought the Frozen Planet was a different planet. <laughs> And then, needless to say, it didn't work out. No. <laughs> I, I, what, what we would have given for a Gogglebox-esque sort of camera in the room for that entire experience. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it was very entertaining. <laughs> no, but it would have been, well, yeah, we were, probably would have only needed five minutes of viewing just to laugh, or get other laughs in, and then would have been awkward. And we... Just keep cutting to silence every time you go to that house, just the occasional paper like... turning. <laughs> and like, as well, the, the part I forgot the part in Elf where he drinks that coke. It was like deathly silent for pretty much the whole film, and he drinks that coke and does that massive burp, and like the whole family are in hysterics. <laughs> the paper's been put down, heads have been thrown back. I'm just there, like fucking get me out of here. <laughs> that was that was the trivia I had for the podcast that the guy that does the burp for that sound effect is. Um, the voice of Pinky and Pinky in the Brain brought in just to do that burp. And that's <laughs> that what he's credited for on Elf. That is excellent trivia. Yeah, that's uh, the problem. I'll, I'll go, with the, go with the flow and this was a... Uh, I've had me... Uh, no, we're going out and... Since I've moved out... <laughs> coming or what? <laughs> yeah. Since I moved out, I had my first Christmas uh, on our own at our ice and we had my mum and my um, stepdad come around and I cooked dinner. Um, that was quite Pressure. nice. Yeah. And then the next year... We went to her sister's ice. She went like way overboard and loads of meats and everything, all prep, prep, prep. It was cold as fuck. <laughs> because she'd done all this prep, prep, prep. You get what I mean oh, by no. that? Like, oh, all the meat's done, everything's done, everything's done. I hope that the gravy warms it all. That's basically <laughs> what we were getting there. It's not, but the, the potatoes was cold and all, and it was just so, that was fucking shit. Then last year, <laughs> I had it. Thanks for the effort. Yeah, I had it at her mum's ice. Oh shit again! <laughs> Basically, listen this to this. This has all been recorded, George. Just so yeah, you, but you know, right? Just, they not, they never listen to these. It would be man. remarkable if they, they did. They might when remarkable. I die, which is great. Then so fuck y'all. No one's speaking to Troy on Christmas Day. What's, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, here? but listen to this, right? This is, so that's been balling pudders up. I said to on. Billy, "What we having Christmas di- Christmas dinner then?" Because I'm not a big turkey fan, like. So she says, "Ah, our mum's doing turkey, but she says well, my mum's doing turkey, but she's also doing a beef joint because she knows you like beef and all." So lovely. All right, that was it. So anyway, her stepdad comes to pick us up. So he's picked us up. We're on the way, and he says, "Do you reckon uh, Marks and Spencer's will be open, Bill? The, the garage." 
She said, I don't know, Gary, what do you want? Ah, oh, the fucking dog's gone and eaten the fucking joint of beef, honey. <laughs> I left it on the side and he's jumped up and fucking eaten the lot. So I'm going to have a look in somewhere, see if we can't find some in. I'm thinking, like, I'm just in the back now, scratch my head, almost like bury me now Bring in the fucking car. So anyway, we pull up at Budgeon's garage because it's the only fucking place open in all, all Christmas Day. He runs in, has a little mooch about Comes back with four packs of sliced beef. Oh, no. Yeah, I swear to God. So, they... You've got to eat it then, because he's gone to the effort. Oh, I ate yeah. it all right, Luke. They slapped yeah. it in the microwave for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I had it warmed up with me potatoes and all. But, yeah, and I thought it was actually quite nice. Yeah. It was all right. Still better than turkey. Yeah, it was still, still better than dry-ass turkey, yeah. I've Fuck usually me, been all right, because if weather out my mum and my dad's, so they'll get up so early. What was your What was your face when you opened the Tyson Fury uh, autobiography? That That was worse because um, that That was my auntie, and she got she likes doing the thing where to like gas herself up. Like I've got something classy. So we sat for Christmas dinner. And she's randomly like, "Who's your uh, favorite? Who's your favorite boxers then, Luke?" And I was like, "I mean, the heavyweights, Deontay Wilder." Golovkin, there was Groves, he's retired. She went, you like uh, you like Tyson Fury as well, don't you? <laughs> Cannot stand him. There is, <laughs> one, there is not one person in sport I detest more. I said, Honestly, and I was going like, there is, I don't think I've ever disliked someone as much as this. I said, I had a signed glove from him, gave it away. Don't want anything to do with a bloke. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I opened up and then I got the present opened it up Tyson Facebook and I went <laughs> I can't even really hide this because <laughs> you and then I, I said I said I said it's your fault for asking if you hadn't you could have felt good because I would have told you I like this <laughs> oh no <laughs> That's so she came cute. up to me later in the day and was like you don't like that book, do you? I was like, I don't know what you want me to say here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Two lives left and two to get. I once played God in uh, in Nativity. <laughs> I was the person. not even lying. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I was the narrator. Dad, you was a player. The worst the thing out, is, yeah, is I, I was never seen, obviously. You don't know, you don't see God. He's all around. So, like, I was behind the the, uh, the curtain the whole time. But I, but to make sure that I wasn't left out, I still had an outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the only the only role which I had in the Christmas I got uh, was uh, one of the three white free drinks shouldn't be an issue with no. so I imagine you must have seen some sights at your Christmas parties I mean the, the biggest sight I think I've seen at a Christmas party was um, what's his name Mark Clattenburg uh, we, we had a we had a Christmas party there are booking people for drug yeah, behaviour the company I worked for at the time was sponsoring St George's Park so we all had like a room at St George's Park. He's narrowed himself down here, I'll be honest. Yeah. And then <laughs> uh, we're not going to name this company. Yeah. So he doesn't work for him anymore, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we all turned up and there was like a referees conference on the same day as our Christmas party. Oh, and we got like all of the big refs, got like Mike Dean, you got like Clattenburg, all sorts before he went off to Saudi Arabia, all sat around this like sofa as we walk in. And we were like, 
if it was for footballers, he'd be all over it trying to get sold. Be like, I hate you. Like, literally, <laughs> I, I think it was like not long after a really shit performance at Stamford Bridge from Mark Clapton. It might be Chelsea United. Uh, yeah, Chelsea United when Torres got sent off like the faintest of uh, touches on John O'Shea, I think it was. And I was like, do I go out to him and say something? He's like, nah. Jack, he's not I'm worth not, it. I'm trying to make he's a joke here. I'm sure you did get a picture of him. No, I took a photo of it. I'm sure I've seen it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I know I've seen a picture from you of him. Just, like, who's going to believe that I am Mark Clapton? I just I saw him earlier, just sat on the sofa in front of me. I mean, if you were lying about it, it'd be real odd. I mean, <laughs> 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 all, at St George's Park, of all the players that go there, Mark Clattenberg is the hill that I die on. Yes, it is, Jack. He's talking about Clattenberg again. Yeah. <laughs> like, the anxiety I get sometimes of just waking up. And, oh, no. Like, have anxiety? Anxiety, I get it big time. The fear, the beer fear. You must have heard of that. After already. nobody oh, reacted. Li- li- yeah, but I li- said Antonio context earlier and nobody even blinked. <laughs> Like, I didn't hear that. No, <laughs> I would yeah. I would have chuckled for you. But um, yeah, I mean the worst ones, obviously working for companies that I work for, where like, beer is just everywhere, pretty much. So there's always a scene. Something always happens. Like we nick each other's company cards and buy ridiculous stuff on them. Mine in the last Christmas team meeting a couple of weeks ago, I, I looked at my statement next down my company card. It's like a hundred quid bottle of champagne that someone just <laughs> got on there. <laughs> <laughs> The thing with the Christmas Eve night out, though, is something that I've heard multiple people push and say, that's the best night out, that is. Yeah, yeah. I used to love it. I did. I did think in my head it was the best night out because I didn't really get hangovers back then. I did find it bizarre that people would like do it by design. I can see how you end up out. Are you for that? That's what happened with me. Yeah, exactly. I remember leaving you thinking this is quite funny. But, uh, I don't know yeah, how no. you go, you know what, I'm going to plan to get obliterated. Yeah, no, that was our thing. Like, like, oh, I can that... remember the joy of walking in at like 3, 4 a.m. or whatever and just looking at all the presents and being drunk and just kind of going <laughs> like, this is my little pile here. Hey, It uh, was that pesky uh, beat the barman. Yeah. yeah. I remember once you beat it twice on Christmas Eve and this was like 3 o'clock, you're like going up. Don't let me win, and you—it's—it's it's too embarrassing to say I don't want the second. The one. most effective way to beat the barman in there is to go on a quiet one. It's to go with no intention of going out. You're winning every time. Yeah. You, oh wait, I've had six pints. Yeah. What's going on here? So I was getting for someone else, and I beat the barman, and they basically said, "I don't want that many," and they said, "Can I just swap it for what he's having, basically?" And they did that, so I've come back. I've gone up for one. I've come That's back with. I've come back with three. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was you go back to someone's house and back out, and it's never a good. It's never good at that point. No, no. But no. the responsibility is gone at that stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always say, the night was highlighted buying a homeless person a pint, inviting them into Bentleys. And then knocking it out of their hands accidentally. <laughs> Holy fuck. I've not made a, I've not made a money. <laughs> Literally. Smashed my face on the floor. And that was a real moment. I remember falling over, dancing, smashing my face and thinking, that should have hurt a lot more than it did. <laughs> Honestly, seeing the message from you the following morning was, was fantastic. Well, around my dad's and then my stepmum's mum was around there who I was trying to avoid talking to you anyway because I couldn't be dealing with it 
She's going, oh, I'm over, is he? She's going, yeah, sure. Well, no sympathy from me, self-inflicted. Oh, oh, I didn't want it. And I just, I'm, I'm going upstairs. Like, I can't be... And I'm going, out. going back home have, and then have you ever had, barking. Have you ever had your head kicked in uptime? Like when you, Fortunately like, not, which is, I mean, a surprise. But. Yeah, no, I just, yeah. So it's like, because not everyone has had been in like, like been battered or nothing, have they? Do you get what I mean? Like sometimes <laughs> yeah. I take it for granted that how many times I've been attacked in my life. <laughs> you know, one Christmas Eve, you were looking at me thinking he needs a good attack. Just to really- <laughs> one Christmas Eve, me, one of me and one of my friends, who's a very fucking tough lad, got battered by some Russian blokes, like <laughs> oh, proper God. battered mind, and it was like it was we were so drunk that it was like crack. It was great crack almost. <laughs> like we can remember after. Like, just being like, ah, oh, this is hilarious. Like, we just got Getting beat up. on. But yeah, but like, it was brutal almost. Like, but I just think like, yeah, like if you can manage to just go throughout your whole period of going up town and not get into troubles and fights, then you're winning in life, I mean, basically. You've done well. Battered a few people in my time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, you were the Russian. Yeah. They, they saw him unleashed that, but we don't well, need it. It's, we don't it's need funny it. you say about managing it because... I've never not pulled a face when I've heard someone say, well, it, it just happens. It just happens, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I was doing nothing and these people just came up and started on me. Yeah, but and I've I, always said, why has that never happened to me? Mm. Like, yeah, it's maybe people. it's the glasses, Lou. I'm not being funny. The glasses. <laughs> don't want to hit a man in glasses. Yeah, like, I've been sideswiped more times than I think to count yet and I put, purely <laughs> yeah. put it down to my build. I put it down to like, easy yeah, target. I, mean, I guess we're a pretty good case study because yeah. I've had the like, same choice. Like, like, yeah, there's 18 but, lads yeah. here. Which one shall I go for? Oh, how about the fucking milky ginger yeah, one? Yeah, I have to say, if I, was, <laughs> if I was sort of a bit cowardly, yeah, and, if I, was, I don't really want to, I don't want to get a foot back by someone, I'll go for I'd the, probably go the, for the weediest guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> what happened to TK and multiple people are finding out why they're just being a justice for Tom Kennett hashtag on Twitter. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he kept going like months later. He was still yeah. Maybe he's actually yeah, started I, a petition. I remember him being yeah. out on like, but yeah, I Thursday remember like, in June, and I just justice for Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, you are right. I do remember, like you know, if people ask what happened, you'd be like, "Well, there's no real reason." Yeah. And obviously, like, I was thinking I they're not going to believe me. Face. They're going to think I was like doing yeah, something. The prick. But bearing in mind, I was like, not, I was fairly freshly 18, so I wasn't going to be playing up really. No. I was like, throwing my weight around, what little weight that was. <laughs> and, but I do remember thinking, like, they're not going to believe me. Whatever I say, they're not going to believe me. I, I remember someone like in. Like I tell you, what was after saying, um, knowing what had happened and saying, I, I saw TK earlier feeling sorry for himself. I'm thinking, it's probably quite a fair. This is like the Monday after. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like, oh, so he needs to get a grip. The wife's just left him. I'm get over it. This is, I mean, this is quite a jump. But it's very cold out here in the snow, marching to and from the enemy. Can you stop the cavalry?